Welcome to the Hobby School Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned hobbyist or just getting started, Hobby School is the perfect place to learn something new. My name is Dr. Destiny Kopp and I'm your host of the podcast. But before we jump into our episode for today, the only thing I ask is that if you enjoyed the episode, please share with a friend and give us an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. This helps us get out the content to more people. I also want to invite you to get on our wait list for our next Hobby School Online Learning Summit. These are free to attend and you can find the link to join at hobbyschool.com, which is also in our podcast show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And today, my special guest is Mark Toma. Mark is with Tranquil Urban Homestead. And today we're going to be talking about growing food at home for your family and how it can be simple. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. I am super excited to chat with you today. I know that a lot of our listeners are interested in, you know, whether they live in an apartment or uh, you know, a home out in the suburbs, they're interested in growing their own food. So why don't we jump right in and can you tell the audience a little bit more about you and how you help people? Yes. So hello, everyone. Um, I have 15 years of probably actually more now 15 than 15 years of experience growing my own fresh vegetables, fruit and herbs um, for my family in a small suburban backyard here on the west coast of Canada. And I'm very passionate about helping other families grow their own food too, regardless of space, time, or knowledge. Um, I see a lot of benefits, which we'll cover in a moment for uh, growing your own food. I'm also a published author of two books for beginner gardeners. And I have a blog and a YouTube channel as well that teach simple time-saving techniques to grow healthy, fresh, homegrown food in whatever space you have. So Mark, let, let's jump right in. And, uh, you know, a lot of the listeners here, they might not have a lot of space. So what kind of fruit of food do you grow either in your backyard or maybe even it might be inside or on a mm -hmm. patio or back deck that you have? Yeah. Yeah. So I have, um, like a whole bunch of different places where I grow food, um, both like you said, in, in the backyard, on my deck, and even indoors. Um, so I grow um, lots of greens, such as lettuce, kale, spinach, mustards, uh, Swiss chard. I grow quite a few brassicas, which includes cauliflower, broccoli, and cabbage, and a few less common veggies, such as kohlrabi, which we affectionately call UFOs, as the kohlrabi seems to hover in midair on its little stalks. Um, I also grow a lot of beans, such as bush beans, pole beans, drying beans. And then I, I, we also grow uh, peas, both the shelling variety and snap peas. And then I have a lot of what are considered fruiting veggies. So veggies that you know, produce what looks like a fruit, um, such as tomatoes, eggplants, peppers, squash, zucchini. I probably missed a few there, but that gives you an idea of what kind of vegetables. In terms of fruit, um, I have two apple trees, fig trees, pear trees, uh, one plum tree, a cherry, a peach, a lemon, and a mandarin tree. Uh, 
and then some berries such as strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and elderberries, and then herbs such as oregano, thyme, mint, basil, uh, rosemary, lavender, and all of this in what is considered a fairly small um, uh, backyard garden, about 2,000 square feet actually. Yeah, because when you are talking about all that, I'm like, he must have, you know, five acres. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, but a lot of it um, I'm planting kind of in an intensive manner. So a lot of the plants are fairly close together. And so, you know, I might not be growing like a hundred heads of uh, broccoli, but at least I'm growing like, you know, uh, I think this year I've grown about eight. So in a small space, like maybe two by four feet at most. Wow. So tell us a little bit about how you set this up. Are you doing this in raised beds? Are you doing this mm -hmm. in containers on your back porch? Or I think you even mentioned that some of it you're doing inside. So tell us a little bit about yeah. how you have that all set up. Yeah, so I have a mix and there's a few reasons why I have a mix. Um, my main uh, vegetable garden beds is about 245 square feet. I have um, four beds in total. Two of them are kind of L-shaped. So they're four foot by 10 foot with a four foot by four foot section tacked on into an L-shape. And then um, two of the beds are just four by 10, 10 foot beds. So it sounds like a lot, but it's actually in a fairly compact um, space. It's not, doesn't take up my whole backyard. It takes up maybe about a third of my backyard. Um, I do have a greenhouse and that greenhouse is about 13 feet by six feet. And that's where I grow a lot of my container plants, uh, things like my tomatoes, my peppers. Um, I'm, I'm growing watermelon as well in there and my mandarin and, uh, and lemon trees are in there. And that greenhouse is for sort of the more heat loving crops that I wanna keep warmer. Um, the fruit trees are just scattered all over the backyard, just in different places. Um, and they are packed in quite tightly, but I keep them pruned so that they fit into the space. And I wish I had more space, but then I knew, know that I'd need more time to take care of it. So the space is actually quite, you know, good for what we have. I also have some containers that are just like outside the greenhouse. I have some on my deck. I have like a container usually of greens, like salad greens um, and maybe some green onions, like sitting right next to my kitchen door, my patio door. So I could just grab something on my way, you know, in or out of the, uh, out of the house. And then um, I do, I haven't grown too much indoors, but one, one thing that I love growing indoors is uh, fresh uh, sprouts. So I just grow them in a mason jar and uh, they're great on like sandwiches or in salads. So what would you say are the easiest vegetables to grow? So the easiest ones would be things like lettuce, kale, peas, beans, and uh, green onions or, or scallions as they're sometimes called. Um, they usually do quite well without too much fuss, um, but you also have to like the vegetables that you grow. Um, if you don't like kale, don't grow it. Um, and, you know, there's some other greens that are also easy to grow, like mustards and, and things like that. And all of them can be grown in containers. There's very few things that actually can't grow in containers. And keeping them in a container keeps them contained, pun intended, I guess. Um, and, and it keeps them, uh, I think, more compact and, and easier to care for. 
Well, and what, when I think of containers, I think of, you know, something that anybody could grow, even mm-hmm. if they're in a townhome or in an yep. apartment and maybe exactly. putting it on the balcony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for like an apartment balcony or a condo balcony, or if you have a townhouse where you just have a really small patio, um, there's lots of successful food growers who are growing in these small spaces and growing everything in containers. Um, you're constricted by space, yes, but one of the things that you can do is actually grow vertically. So for some of the vining vegetables like uh, cucumbers and pole beans, you can actually train them up a trellis and that way they're not um, taking up much of a footprint um, on your balcony or your patio. Now you do have to be careful if you're in um, an apartment building or condominium that you are actually allowed to grow vegetables on your deck. Some don't, unfortunately. So you wanna make sure before you start that you're allowed to and what the restrictions are. And the other thing with growing on a balcony is uh, be mindful of your neighbors below and uh, don't overwater your containers because they probably won't like having uh, muddy water from your uh, containers dripping onto their balcony or patio. So let me ask you this, when you're talking about all of that and everything that Mm -hmm. you're growing, I just, I was like, oh, I'd love to do it, but I'm worried about the time, quite Mm -hmm. frankly. Can you talk a little bit about some of your tips for saving time? Mm -hmm. Because you're just one person, right? Exactly. (laughs) You don't have a a full team that's helping you. No, I don't have anyone really helping me. Um, I mean, my wife helps a lot with the harvesting and my daughter, who's now eight and a half years old, she's helping a little bit here and there too. But, I, you know, the bulk of the, uh, the vegetable uh, gardening and taking care of the fruit trees is me. And I do have a full-time job outside the home. And I have, um, you know, I, I'm teaching people how to, how to grow food. So I'm fairly busy. The, the most important tip I have for that is don't be just a weekend warrior of going out and uh, just spending, you know, hours on the weekend and ignoring your garden during the week. Um, You want to make sure you check your garden every day during the main growing season. You want to look for plants that need water, um, any pest or disease issues, um, harvesting what needs to be harvested, and maybe do some minor weeding, pruning, and cleanup. It should really only take about 15 minutes. And I find it's also a great stress relief if you do it in, in the evening after a busy day at the office to sort of get out, get some fresh air, and, uh, and sort of commune with nature, right? Touch the plants, um, the plants, uh, uh, you know, kind of give off uh, a calming effect. And um, on the weekend, you know, you can sort of tackle maybe some of the the larger projects that you need to work on, but also invest in automatic watering systems if you can, that'll help you a great deal, especially when, you know, you're in a heat wave like a lot of um, places right now are in summertime and you want to also avoid labor-intensive tasks such as the traditional uh, tilling of your garden or double digging your garden every spring there's other ways to deal with that and that's considered no dig or no till gardening Um, so you know there's some things that you that traditionally have always been done in a garden that really don't make sense anymore to do well and i've heard it's not even good for the um, for the, for the, uh, maybe, you know, saying it the wrong way, but not good for the dirt to actually till it. No, no, it, 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 it causes problems with um, the, the soil structure itself. 
The soil actually has a structure to it. There's organisms in the soil that are helping um, uh, break down organic matter in the soil um, to make it available for your plants. And so by tilling or double digging, you're actually breaking that soil structure and causing all kinds of problems. And also um, you'll have more weed problems because you're actually bringing up weed seeds from below and then they'll be exposed to light and they'll sprout. So since I've been doing no dig gardening, I've had a lot less weeds that I've had to deal with. And, that, and that's a great tip. And I think a lot, you know, one that a lot of people aren't familiar with. So mm -hmm. before, Mark, before we hang up here today, can you talk about some of your most common challenges and suggestions mm. that you have to overcome them? I think the most common challenge is just getting started. Um, I think, you know, there are lots of excuses people use, such as not having enough space, time, or knowledge. And so space really shouldn't be an issue um, if you can grow in containers, either indoors or on a balcony, um, if you don't have a backyard of your own. And time is also really not an issue if you kind of look at how you spend your time every day and every week. Maybe you can reduce your time on certain tasks that don't, that don't um, provide your family uh, more health and overall well-being growing your own food will. Um, and then knowledge should also not be an issue. Um, there's so much information out there. There's uh, good beginners uh, books on gardening. Um, and there's, again, YouTube channels. There's uh, lots of uh, blog posts. You can research pr pretty well anything and find it online. Um, the challenges of things like pest diseases and weeds, again, do your research. You'll find solutions for each. Um, and, and most of the solutions nowadays that you find are organic, so you don't have to worry about having to spray uh, synthetic pesticides and things like that. And for weeds, my biggest advice is pull them out after it's rained or you've watered because they come out much easier. That's a really good tip. <laughs> mm -hmm. We get a lot of weeds, I think, in our house. And I always, I need to remember to go out after it rains and, and yeah. kind of pull them up yeah. in. And, and you can mulch them too. Like if you put a, a mulch on top of the soil, again, that's what no dig essentially does is you're mulching with compost, but uh, the mulch will suppress the, the weed seeds from even sprouting. So that helps a lot as well. So Mark, you have a YouTube channel and a blog mm -hmm. that goes into more details here. Can you tell That's people right. how to find you? And we will yeah. also make sure that the links are in the show notes mm -hmm. too. So uh, my main uh, website is, is Tranquil Urban, sorry, tranquilurbanhomestead.com. It's actually branded as healthy, fresh, homegrown, but it is um, on tranquilurbanhomestead.com. And then my YouTube channel is called Healthy Fresh Homegrown and, uh, and the link will be available. So you can check out my YouTube channel as well. And you also have a free gift for the audience. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I do have a container garden guide, which is a free download. And again, uh, that link will be provided. Um, you can just go there, enter your email address and uh, your name, and then you'll get that free container garden guide. And um, once you're on my email list, you'll also be getting actually a weekly email every Friday morning with some extra tips and uh, information for how we can grow uh, food for your family better.
And I love your container guide because I feel like that is something anybody could use yes, no matter yeah, where they're living exactly. in an apartment or whatever they could use. Exactly. That and yeah, start that, that's very versatile. Yeah, start growing their own vegetables. So Mark, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining me. I learned so much and thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. Great. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to sign up for the wait list so you'll be the first to know when our next free Hobby School Online Learning Summit launches. The link is in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to hobbyschool.com, and that's hobby school with school without an H in it. Talk soon.